Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? It's Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. Right now I'm talking with a band called The Moon is Flat. They have a new album out called All the Pretty Colors. Came out here in 2021. Uh, and, and believe it or not, we're almost toward the end of 2021. How weird is that? Huh? It's really weird. It went by very fast. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Um, first off, welcome to the show and and why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do for the band? Thanks for having us. I am, uh, I'm Kirk Rutherford. I, uh, sing and play guitar. Yep. I'm Casey Miller. I play guitar and a little bit of uh, slide guitar. Awesome. Um, I'm Caleb Beal, and uh, I play keys. And we're missing our drummer and bass player tonight, so it's just the three of us. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I I, I can't see you guys, so I had no idea who was coming next. I was like, all right, <laughs> how many, we'll just count this out. How many people are? I don't know. Who knows? But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I, I'm curious. Uh, this is the first time I've had you guys on the show. Um, but you guys have been together for a little while now. What's what's the origin story of the band, if you don't mind? Uh, whoever wants to jump in and, and tell it. Um, so in 2015, mm-hmm. uh, the drummer Tice and I, we left our old band and we decided to start doing this band, which became The Moon is Flat. We had some songs that just weren't necessarily fitting with the other band and, you know, drama that could happen with bands and stuff so um we ended up forming in 2015 and then just kind of have slowly but surely been filling out the lineup and we finally got the right lineup going now but um but back in from i guess what casey joined in 2017 and uh caleb and matt joined in at the end of 2019 and uh and yeah it really sucks we lost a whole year of shows, right. you know, but, but we were able to re-record that we, we had the album recorded, but found out there was some technical issues. So we were able to re-record during the pandemic, which was kind of a blessing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that, I mean, we started, we started in 2015 and it just kind of slowly, but surely got to the lineup that we're at now. Yeah. Were you just, were you not happy with how the album turned out? Did it just not sound too great or? It, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of a long process. The guy that we were working with mm-hmm. was our old keyboard player. And we kind of had to end up having a falling out with him. Sure. And by the time that we got the files from him, 
uh, we realized that there was an entire section of one of the songs that needed to be retracked. Mm. So when we decided to retract the whole song, and when we did it, it sounded so great. Came out mm-hmm. so much better. It sounded yeah, so much better. It sounded way bigger. Um, that that was with Tim, who's in the room with us now, uh, the producer that helped work with us. Mm-hmm. Um, he we recorded it and it was like, you know what? Let's just do the whole album. You know, we, we, this was like last May or so. Yeah, because it was like. There's really no end in sight, really, of this pandemic or yeah. the lockdown. So we might as well take advantage of it since it sounded so much better. Yeah, we hit record and just uh, one take. We yeah, we get we we just started recording every song. We're like, why not? Yeah, why not? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that that process of of re-recording, how how long did it take for you guys to to redo the album? Um, it honestly didn't take that long. We ended up getting all the drums because we, we tracked everything live, especially with the drums yeah. and then peeled everything back and then, at, you know, layered on top. And so we got the drums done in like a week. Yeah. Really yeah. Fast. It was really fast. And then, and then we kind of just, you know, took our time with the rest of it. So we ended up having it pretty much finished in like, Tim, how long? Four, it was like, months. it was like four months or so, but that was like really taking our time. Like just kind of right. like getting together on practice nights mm-hmm. or whatever and, and doing stuff. So, um, and then we were just kind of sitting on it like, and, and doing, you know, tweaks here and there with the mix and whatever. We're sitting on it for a while. And finally in March, we, when, when they opened up to 25%, we looked at that, that as our excuse to, to put it out and play show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, well, so, okay. So um, you guys recording this album live, you know, that's not necessarily something you have to do these days. You can, easily go in and 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 record your own parts but was that something that you think is an important element of your band is that you all record it live yeah i mean we so i mean we we recorded the drums live and then mm-hmm. everything else like i said we went back through and then overdubbed like you know with, okay with uh um i mean we put like five microphones on the guitar amps you know mm-hmm. and like kind of we got a real big sound but i feel like in order for the drums especially we have to do live. We have to have it in the room, have the vibe of it. We've tried other ways. It just doesn't seem to work for us, nope, you know, sure. without a, with, like with a click track or something. Yeah. It doesn't, sure. it just seems to not feel, feel natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, yeah, it's, it's the drum drums live. I mean, I wouldn't be against doing something where, uh, if we really wanted to, like recording everything, like kind of in the same room, you know, live, you know, like Tom Petty style or whatever, but like, <laughs> Uh, I, I like the way we did it. It, it was nice. it, it was not not too much bleed. Surprisingly, you know, we had like four four mics on the drums, and then just everything else was amped. So then we can go back through and just peel it back. It, it worked pretty well. The process worked pretty well. Um, we all, we did it all ourselves. So that's awesome. Yeah, that, was, I mean, the technology is at a point right now where you can. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's great. So I'm I'm curious about the band name. Uh, who came up with the band name, and is there a story, or is it just a fun name? It's just a fun name to be honest with you. When we we are Tice, when Tice and I were were thinking of names, our old band name we didn't like, and there was just a million different ideas with that. And so <clears throat> we ended up uh, just texting each other random. And he he sent me one. I think it was right around the time, like I said, 2015. It was right around the time I want to say maybe it was Kyrie Irving or someone started saying that the Earth was flat. Yeah. And so like he sent me he sent me a text like the Earth is flat, and I was like, no man, the Moon is flat. And then it was just oh, that's it, that's it. We're just <laughs> yeah. gonna stick with that. Nice. So yeah. 
Okay. Well, you know, obviously since you guys have some, some experience with bands prior to this and everything, this isn't your first rodeo, but you know, maybe this is uh, going back a uh, quite a bit, but you know, if you can think back to, you know, like formative years, what was like the, um, what was the musician or the band or the music that made you really fall in love with music and, and, and want to pursue it on your own and, and maybe pick up an instrument? Caleb, I'm going to let you go first. Let me go first. Yeah. All right. Well, since I'm the keyboard player, uh, the, the biggest one that I, I mean, there's kind of two, uh, which might not be answers you're expecting, but, uh, Koji Kondo, uh, who's the composer for all, all the Nintendo music that everyone knows. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Ben folds, uh, mm-hmm. also, I mean, he's a, yeah, you know who he is. He's a crazy keyboard player, singer, yeah. uh, songwriter. Um, yeah, no, just them. Uh, I really fell in love with how <clears throat> it was like a secret sauce. Like, how do you make something so memorable? Um, and like instantly, like if you hear any of their, these guys' music, you instantly like have it in your brain and you, it will never leave, you oh, know? Yeah. And it's like, how, how do you do this? And it was like a magic uh, secret sauce that I wanted for myself and to figure out. Um, and it kind of led me to where I am today. I mean, you know, uh have you figured uh, it out uh <laughs> uh i i i'm definitely nowhere near their level for sure but uh i at least have a, a much clearer idea of, you're of closer that. to it now than yeah you were then yeah <laughs> i mean okay. once you i mean they have a lot of really memorable like melodies um and which is kind of what they're uh, a lot of what they're known for um whereas like you know once you spend a lot of time with with uh melody and whatnot you start getting more interested in like rhythm and um like i i listen to a lot of uh kind of avant-garde like modern jazz and stuff Mm -hmm. and so it starts getting weirder to where that's no longer kind of the focus and so uh yeah no kind of the the world kind of opened up as i was pursuing uh kind of understanding that stuff more cool yeah uh Casey. Yeah. I uh, I grew up listening to a lot of classic rock. Uh, mm-hmm. uh obviously a huge David Gilmore fan. Mm. Uh, uh you know, uh the Who, things like that. Uh and then uh I grew up, you know, my teenage years was in the 90s, so uh Soundgarden. Uh, yes. You know, I really dig into a lot of local music at that time. Blood Circus was a huge uh uh, role model for me, uh, local uh, rock band, uh, uh, some other bands, Sister Psychic, and and things like that were were big. And then, and then I really got into a a, a guy named Paul Weller. He used to uh, be in the Jam a long mm-hmm. time ago, and then he has a lot of solo stuff. So that it, it's kind of a blend there of of psych, you know psychedelic uh, to mid nineties rock. Nice. Yeah. For me. Um... Man, I think from the time I was a little kid, I was always singing something. Uh, I just remember like riding around the car with my mom and sisters, and like we're all like singing, you know, Better Man or whatever. Yeah. And stuff. Um, but like what made me want to start playing, like actually playing music, I would say uh, I saw my morning jacket at Bonnaroo in like mm. 2011. And that was that kind of like the the eye-opening like dude you gotta do it you gotta go do it because before i never played never played guitar until i was like 24 25 mm-hmm. and so i'd always just sung in the shower 
Yeah. And so, but I mean, I was, you know, I was in, and like, I love the, I was really into Pearl Jam, Metallica, um, you know, kind of like the, the classic rock that, you know, P- Pink Floyd. Um, but then what, it was my morning jacket that really like pushed me over the edge uh, to like want to pursue. I was so inspired by their live show. Wow. And then uh, that's what made me pick up the guitar and start to try to write songs and stuff. And uh, more recently, um, I've really been in, like, I really love the band Elder. Like that, band, I band, discovered yeah. that band oh, and yeah. they, um, they honestly more, probably they're the first band since my, I found my morning jacket that just like really like just spoke to me, spoke to me. And um, I'm like borderline obsessed with those guys. They're, they're incredible. They're, I love band. I love that, that approach where it's just riffs on guitars that you can like just sing the riffs all day at work or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, that um definitely I'd say, I'd say the, if anyone wants to blame an artist for for what we're doing, I blame my morning jacket. At least. Well, it's, it's it's cool, Kirk, because I, I I you know we're friends on Facebook. I saw that you you saw them a couple times recently. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've so I, I've seen them now ten times. Wow. Uh, and and every show is different. And yeah, we just saw them last week. Actually, this, all three of all three of us were there. Well, four if you count Tim, who's in the room with us. We were there for both Seattle shows. Awesome. Um, and uh, our, I guess Caleb was only there for one of them, but yeah, uh, I went to Spokane and uh, yeah, I saw him in Seattle both times. It just, it was, it was one of those, I, it was like, um, like cleansing to my soul. It was like the electric church, yeah. you know, it was going yeah. there and like experiencing that. And then like, kind of, um, it was reaff- reaffirming, you know, of like the, the path that, w- that we're all trying to go on right now. It's like kind of, you see it and you just feel so, you feel ah, it sounds so cheesy, but you feel so much love and mm-hmm. and inspiration in the air when they're playing, and and it just all of a sudden makes you just want to go and play on stage for people every night, you know. So yeah, so that was that, that was really awesome. I was uh, I could never see them enough. You know, that's a band I could never get tired of seeing. And especially after, you know, the the year and a half that we've had, it must have been just so inspiring and, and just so kind of um, cathartic to just get yes. that, to get that. Yes. You know? That's the word. Definitely. Cathartic is a great word for that. There's, um, you know, I, I feel like every, any any time I go see them, I mean, really, the, it could be any show. Uh, if you get brought to tears, I always feel like that's a that's a great, a good <laughs> yeah. sign, you know, and they were able to do that a couple of times. And that was, um, that was really cool. It was cool, especially, you know, the songs that you maybe heard a million times, but then it just all of a sudden it hits you that one, that special moment. It was definitely cathartic. It was so great to be there and the vibes were pretty good. And it was just, yeah, incredible. I, I recommend if you, anyone listening, I recommend go see my morning jacket. If you ever get a chance to see them, they're fantastic. Awesome, man. Well, that would probably be the dream gig opening for them, huh? Oh yeah, I mean that would be awesome. That would be really, that'd be really awesome. Yeah, but I mean, we, I, I'd love to open for any anyone, really, obviously. But yeah, that'd be, that'd be right up there. I mean, maybe, maybe Pro Jam. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> that one would be like kind of the real pinch yourself. I, I mean, not that my morning jacket wouldn't be a pinch yourself one, but like, you know, Pro Jam's been around like my, for my whole life, and yeah, and that, uh, you know, their music really, their music was like the 
the music that I got into really deep, like first, like, you know, late high school, early college, and just really dove into their catalog. And, and that was like, that was really important to me. So that, that would be like the, the, the pinch myself, like, holy cow. But I would love to, I'd love to open for my morning jacket, of course, or even like Queens of the Stone Age or something, you know, that, that'd be so insane. That'd be so insane. But I mean, we just opened for King Buffalo and that was pretty cool. I mean, they're, they're, they're starting to gain a little bit of uh, traction and, and uh, I realized I did the math and like the degrees of separation, like we, so we opened for King Buffalo, King Buffalo's played with Clutch, Clutch has played with Mastodon. And I was like, Hell yeah, it's like three <laughs> degrees separation from Macedon, you know? That's awesome. And then you put that one more way with Metallica, so it's four. So it's like, wow, we're getting a little bit closer, boys. <laughs> so, you know, you just mentioned you guys played a couple weeks ago at uh, Numos or Barboza with King Buffalo. What? How many shows have you guys played uh, since the, you know, shows have been allowed back? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, uh Man, I got a, I, oh, it's played, uh, probably about a, a dozen. Yeah, we played cool. four or five that uh, were just record, no audience. Uh, we did live stream. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I would say probably seven or eight live shows. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously things. Yeah, like, eight. Eight? I would say, yeah, it was eight. Yeah. Bring me back to the first night, you know, where was it? And uh, how how was the vibe and, and how did it feel to, to get that, um, you know, to get back into it? How did, how did that feel for you guys? Where was it? And um, was it? So, okay. So we played the out, we did the album release show in March at Tony V's and Everett. And it was mm-hmm. like 25, 25%. Uh, yeah. But still it, uh, we had a pretty decent turnout that, for that. Yeah. Sold out, yeah. And um, <laughs> we had Donovan's lights. And we had Donovan's lights working with us and he's oh, starting, yeah. he's starting to get some traction working lights shows in the area. And, and he came out and did that pro bono for us, which was really yeah. cool. He really digs us. So, so that to have the have the light show going and the smoke and everything, it felt really cool. Yeah. And it was just uh I don't know, it just it felt um it felt great to get the feedback from everyone because they were just like, Man, you guys are t- we, tighter than ever. And we, you know, we were just like, Oh, really? Like things yeah. like, <laughs> it seems to be a recurring theme, yeah. actually. Like uh people have seen us before. Um the basically before 2020 seeing us now they're always just like you guys are like sounding so tight and yeah. like even i remember there was someone that we saw at uh when we played barboza and they're like we told them our our practice schedule and they're like you guys only practice together like once a week you guys sound incredibly <laughs> tight for we're only practicing together once a week and uh yeah so it, it just it seems to be kind of a recurring theme lately like uh yeah it really does feel like we've got the right crew and i'm not just saying that because i'm a new member and trying to pat myself on the back uh it really does feel like we're all uh firing on all cylinders and yeah. all kinda really driving kind of comes back to the way that we play shows though never you know never the it's it's never a dull moment. We don't have a set list kind of when we jump up there or maybe Kirk does. He doesn't, I, I have he doesn't a, share it with us. So I have a, so I have a habit, like my favorite, like my favorite bands, they write a different set every night. And so then I try to, I will put myself out there and go, well, if I, you know, like if someone was a super fan of our band, they probably, and they come see us a lot. They probably appreciate there being a, a, um, a different mix of songs, you know? Sure. And so that that turned from uh I, I would write, you know, I'd write a set list out like at work or something during the day, like if we're playing like a Friday night, you know, mm-hmm. I write a set list out and or I text it to the guys. 
And then it turned out we'd get there and we'd be hanging out before the show. And I'd, I'd start getting like kind of the, the anxious like butterflies. And I started being like, no, no, we're changing the set. Uh, forget it. We're not <laughs> completely redo it. Yeah, completely yeah. So now it's honestly, it sounds like it, it sounds like a joke, but we honestly get to the point now where I just call it on the stage. Nice. Kind of like, kind of like Ric Flair in the ring, you know, Ric yeah. Flair call a match in the ring. I'll call a show on the stage. So wow. like, I'll just, a lot of a true let, pro. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll let them know. Like, well, uh, like maybe what we're opening with, you know, especially if someone needs a, you know, a specific, uh, like Casey needs to have the slide hooked up or whatever for the first song. It'll be like, hey, we're opening with this. But then after that, kind of just feel the crowd out and like see, you know, like, because there's there was some definite shows where it's like we I stuck with a set list and like you open with a song and maybe the band before you was a little more rowdy than what you were opening with. So then sure. it's like the vibe isn't right. And then you just almost have to struggle to rein everyone back in. Yep. So, so yeah, we ended up uh, just having that rule. So then now when it comes to knowing the songs, everyone's got, and it's not like we have a ton. We have like what, 12 songs or so that we play. 15, yeah. And so it's like, uh, and then, you know, they're all long. So like a, a, a set for us, we're playing, like we played Barboza, we played 30 minutes a night. We had only played three songs each night. <laughs> so we were, so it was that we were able to have a good variety. So then everyone's kind of on their toes in the band where they, like, they know the song, like, oh, what song are we going to play? So you kind of have to, you know, yeah. be prepared. So I like that you mentioned long songs because we're actually about to jump into a long song. All right. All right. Nice. All right. We're going to go into Oleander Jam from the album, All the Pretty Colors. The name is The Moon is Flat, of course, is what you're listening to right now. Do you guys have anything you want to say about this song before we jump into it? Um, Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that one's uh, definitely a, an audience pleaser. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All it's, right. it's hard. It's hard not to play it at, at every show. Like yeah. I try to keep it. So people don't get sick of it. Yeah. All right. Here's Oleander Jam. It's Loud Mocal. Stay home sessions.
That was Oleander Jam off the new album, All the Pretty Colors. The band is The Moon is Flat, and uh, you're a Northwest band. Would you guys call yourselves a Seattle, Tacoma band, uh, a Kent band? Where are you guys located? We actually call ourselves an Everett band. Oh, we're, on the, right. we're, up, we're in the North End, and uh, we're not. It's funny because none of us are currently, oh, besides Caleb. Actually, Caleb, Caleb is located <laughs> in Everett, mm-hmm. but the rest of us are kind of just like, uh, uh, sprayed about Snohomish County. So I'm up in Arlington. Tice is in Granite Falls. Uh, our bassist Matt is in Granite Falls. Casey's in Monroe. Caleb's in Everett. But yeah, we 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 Snohomish core. Yeah, and uh, we we base ourselves out of Everett. We we would consider ourselves an Everett band for sure. So uh, are the three that I'm talking to right now, at least that you guys are, you guys all from here in the Northwest. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up. I grew up in Monroe area, so I didn't move very far. I was born and raised in Marysville. All right, right on. Well, yeah. um, what if you could? Would you call your home base as far as like where you would consider your band's home base being as far as a venue? Oh, if you have one. If you don't, oh, that's fine too. That's tough. It's kind of tough because you know we're. <sighs> It's Don't weird because we're, we're like even in Everett, town. like it's a whole, it's our like hometown. But in a weird way, we we like float. We're like kind of like float in the periphery of everything. Like we're so like we're people. People know us here, and like and they they'll come to see us play. But like we might not. It's like we're in our own like kind of uh, genre or whatever sure, around sure, here. Sure, yeah. So we bounce around from all the, all, like there's three venues now in town that we've, that we've played. And honestly, I'd say, I'd probably say black lab gallery would be like kind of the one. Yeah, we played yeah, Tony B's black lab. Yeah. You know, the Ooh, other, lab, the other yeah. place that's not home, but feels like home would be. Oh, Wally's. Wally's in Wenatchee. Yeah, Wenatchee. You know what? That's they, they, make, they make it feel, they like make home. us feel like a home team there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um that's you know no offense to any other venue that might be listening right now yeah. but that might be our favorite spot to play it's i don't know if you've ever been there but it's it's small but they pack the place i just and, talked to a band from Wenatchee called hamiko cloud yeah, and oh like, yeah we're friends they're oh, our buddies yeah. Yeah. oh that's awesome yeah, we, yeah they were they just played there the other night they were yeah, talking we, about we've, uh, yeah. we played shows with them a bunch over there and cool um yeah, happy birthday Connor. yeah happy birthday <laughs> he uh yeah no we we <laughs> whenever we go over there it seems like by the time we're done setting up and we start to play the the whole place is just right on top of us because there's no stage so it's just mm-hmm. right there eye level and then they're dancing the last time this was crazy and i'm not saying that we deserved this but last time we played there were actually people in the front like kneeling and like bowing to us during the wow. set which okay is- which is a, just one of the crazier reactions that we've ever had while playing. Cause it, you know, it's not like we told them to do it. So it's completely natural. There's like three of them. And I just remember being like, man, the energy in here is insane right now. So yeah, I would say uh, Wally's is a honorary mention, but, but if, if we're talking about locally here, black lab would probably be, they just actually black lab gallery just opened a new building. So their old building was where we played a ton of shows. Um, and playing this October. and we're actually yeah. playing there on, on October 30th. It's a different name now, but okay. uh, yeah, but lucky, yeah, lucky dime, lucky, lucky dime. dime, yeah. But cool, right on. Well, um, okay, so since you guys are all from the northwest here, here, um, you know, you guys have some history here in the northwest rock scene. 
of all time. And, and, and it doesn't have to be one, you know, what, why don't you name a couple or, you know, if you have one uh, specifically, uh, what are your favorite Northwest bands of all time? Okay, I'm gonna cut it. Soundgarden. Oh, <laughs> that's oh, fine. Yeah, yeah, I knew. Yeah. I, I knew. I wanted I was, to say it before. I was literally so listening to that it. on the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Soundgarden. Casey, you go. Oh man, uh, that's really tough. Uh, does Black Mountain count? <laughs> no, they're they're Canadian. <laughs> they're Canadian. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I need to say Blood Circus. I, I yeah. So Blood Circus that takes me way back. So I'm gonna say Blood Circus. Blood Circus. Okay. And Kirk, what about you, man? Um, okay. So I, I mean, I, I love, I mean, I probably know every word of the Pearl Jam catalog. So I sure. I go with them. Um, I really like when it comes to like, like local, like kind of maybe even like more modern local bands. I really love the black tones. Awesome, I think they're man. great. Uh, Ava and Cedric. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Steel Beans. Steel Beans is another yeah. great one. And uh, I'm a we, big Bad Optics fan myself. Bad Optics is great. <laughs> and, uh, before Bad Optics, there was Crystal Desert. They were yeah, they were fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean Pearl Jam, Allison Chains, uh, Screaming Trees, yeah, um, Tree People, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I know there's so pro- many. Yeah, there's so many. There's yeah. Too many. Too, too awesome. many. Seen really. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Tad. Mud, Mud Honey. Tad. Yeah. Um, love right, now you guys are just naming bands. Yeah, yeah I know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so do you guys have any shows coming up? Uh, you, you have a show on the 30, 30th, You said? Yeah, we're actually so, so we're actually um, we're hitting we're doing a little mini run this weekend. We're going, Filler. we're playing what's the, in Shehalis on Friday. Is it McFillers? Yeah, McFillers and Shehalis on Friday. Okay, and then we're actually going and playing the Wow Hall in Eugene on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and then so that we got those two, so the fifteenth and sixteenth, uh, and then yeah, the thirtieth we're playing up in Everett at the Lucky Dime, and that'll be a, like a caught like a ho- whole Halloween get out like costume party. You like, guys have your costumes yet? I I don't have my costume. It's it, I, it's tough for me to figure out what to wear. I never know what to wear. <laughs> Grimace for McDonald's. A... Yeah, yeah. There we oh go. God, that work. Yeah. You guys could be you guys could be McDonald's characters. Someone could be the ham oh, burglar. The, the I could be on? the burglar. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's actually. I'll think about that. I was really? usually I just do like a young stone Santa Claus. Like that's kind of go. like my <laughs> my go to. Just where I put on a pair of shades and then like a Christmas hat and it's like yeah, I'm Santa. young Santa. Like, bad Santa. <laughs> um, but that'll be a fun. Sh- that'll be a real fun show. Uh, awesome. But then after that, we got we have nothing. We're actually what, what do we say? Like twenty five percent done on a new record. Like we have um, we have. I'd say we have all like the the whole skeleton laid out. Now we just gotta get the organs and the and the skin, the muscles and the bone. <laughs> so we're the skin. Yeah. You know, we have the whole skeleton. It's it's laid out and we're ready. Yeah. And uh, I have like a, a a really like rough rough draft of the album on my on the phone that I can listen to at work. But there's a lot of editing and stuff we gotta do with the songs in general and practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take uh, November and December probably to. Um, you know, use our when we were our normal rehearsal time to start kind of just really shaping that. 
Awesome, man. Well, I, I look forward to hearing that. And, and uh, you know, we're going to end with a song here from the album, All the Pretty Colors. Again, uh, the, the name is The Moon is Flat. The first song you heard was Oleander Jam. We're going to go into a song called Of Course. But before we end things with the, with the song, do you guys have any shout outs or thank yous you'd like to send out? Oh, uh, we definitely like to thank Tim Wilson, uh, who was the engineer and the record the person who recorded the uh, album with us, mm-hmm. and I will we'll continue working with. Yeah. Um, he did such a fantastic job with just everything, and, and like dealing with a lot of our, you know, our, <laughs> our like <laughs> uh, any kind of flip outs or anything. He did a great sure. job. Um, our families. Um, uh Chris Han Hanzek. He, he was uh he he did the mastering of the album. Oh yeah. Uh, um that was really great. But yeah, uh we thank you for having us on. Like this of is course. really awesome. Like, you know, KSW's a staple, you know, especially because we all grew up here, so we've all been listening to the station mm-hmm. our whole life. So it was really such a cool like honor. And it, and it was really cool because then it got people who who like maybe are in our periphery when we were able to tell them like, yeah, we're the KSW loud and local band of the week. They're like, Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, then they started taking us a little more serious. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, we definitely, you know, anyone who we want to thank anyone who's come out and see us play or who will come out and see us play uh, and please come. Yeah. Come see us play. Like that's where we're there to um, kind of share that, like, that experience you know the the getting off into that other world that's at least where we try to tap into like every that experience song is, you got from my morning jacket that's time yeah. to spread that yeah exactly exactly that's awesome well uh next time you know once you guys have that record I'd, l- I'd love to you know have you guys hopefully by that time we can have people up in the studio and and actually see people in in person yeah that'd be awesome yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome Thank you so much. We should, and uh, we'll talk. We should talk wrestling sometime. For oh sure. yes, I'd love that, man. Maybe we can put some moves on each other and and give each other a chop battle. Oh, <laughs> brutal! Ooh. I have a yeah. feeling you'd you'd make me uh, tap out though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, underestimate yourself. Don't underestimate you. Know? Uh, so uh, here's a, of course uh, that band is the Moon is Flat and all the pretty colors is the name of the album. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 